at your like faux hawk. What? What are you doing? I'm smizing. Mm. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. And what? and and why are you smizing? Because I want welcome to I welcome. <laughs> I asked. This is this is so stupid. I literally, I literally just asked a question, and then instead of waiting for an answer, I talked. What? What is the logic to that? Um, I have no idea. Maybe it's the fact that um, we're recording midday, which is very uncommon. Very and uncommon. I'm, and I just basically got off of working on a um, analysis of an account for marketing for my day job. And so I don't know, maybe that's why. Welcome maybe. to Getting Juicy. Welcome to Getting Juicy, folks. I'm Hero. And I'm Rachel. And we are gonna get on top today. Okay, but why are you talking about Smize? Is that due to our guest? Our guest is someone that I have legitimately been following since I've been a teenager, and I might have had a bit of caffeine from some coffee from, from chocolate with coffee in it. But anyways, our guest today, Rachel's like, oh dear, what did I walk into? Um, our guest today is no other than Mr. Corey Wade from New York yes. City. I believe he is yes. coming in, oh, but originally from Pennsylvania, uh, from Philadelphia, sorry, um, or spent a lot of time in Philadelphia, I should say. Uh, he is the first gay model, male gay model from America's like top model cycle 20, when Tyra introduced men with women at that point, so given that gender was such a division. And obviously we know now it's a little bit different these days and I'm very happy about it. But he was someone that I watched growing up as a teenager. And he was this, of course it's TV. Yes, there's a camera, I get it. But he was so authentically himself the entire time and was a trailblazer for that franchise and for the community of modeling and gay men who kind of like, I, I feel very unconventional and non-conforming to what the mainstream society expects of yeah. that gender, that industry. And not only this, but he's also an incredible artist, songwriter, yeah. songwriter singer, songwriter, uh, model, activist, uh, role model for queer youth and also just an incredible badass and also a streamer like a twitch streamer so he's like me a gamer nerd he's in the fashion he also i i know where i'm gonna congratulate him when he comes on but he also just got a promise ring today from his partner now is that i was like i was like are you supposed to say that but i guess he's put it on social he put media. it on instagram okay, so okay, it's totally okay, out there okay, yeah okay. i would never i would never I, do that <laughs> It's fair to assume that I might, but no, we're not that kind of uh, reality well, show. Only because you're totally hawked up on caffeine right now. So I was like, just had to question it. Cause when I'm on, when I'm, when I'm on caffeine, when I'm on the, when I'm on the fiend, I'm uh, you know, I might say some stuff that just comes out of my mouth that I shouldn't be saying. No, absolutely. So Corey is um, joining us from New York, I believe. Uh, so he's three hours ahead. And so yeah. I just, when we, again, I've said this a couple of times about some of the guests we've had on the show, but there were some people that I've always wanted to get to know, even if it's virtually and for an hour of time. And Corey Wade is one of those people that I've always been inspired by that I was rooting for. I was rooting for you to, so um, cool. to be, you know, ANTM, but 
in his own right, he is. And so I'm just really curious to know who he is today and taking that mask off of, again, the public image of what he's known for and what he is doing and learning more about where he's come from and how he got to where he was. And of course, I mean, curious minds are wanting to know about different productions and behind the Mm. scenes of a show and uh, how that impact it was and being surrounded by someone like Tara Banks and even, you know, Jay Alexander, other people that are prolific in the fashion and beauty industry and really comparing and contrasting gender, sexuality, uh, image, beauty, fashion. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to unpack with, um, with our guests today. I feel like, I mean, we'll, we'll see as we jump into it, but just so many facets of Corey that, I mean, how can you even pack that? I mean, imagine doing an interview with him for like 10 minutes and we're get, we got a whole hour and I still feel like that might not be enough, but we'll see. And yeah. I'm sure that he's talked about this a number of times over the years, but I just was reading that before getting on America's Next Top Model, he was not a model. Uh, no, he wasn't. He only had done a Which, little bit of modeling kind of with friends or kind of like incredible shoots here and there. Yeah, I found so, that super incredible too. Did you know that? Like, how did he even, how was he discovered then? Uh, you know, I don't know how he was discovered. I mm-hmm. kind of wanted to ask him that without trying to find out about it. But I'm assuming that with castings and stuff, I know for Top Model, they would do similar productions, ideas to what we've talked about from our House Kitchen alumni that have been on the show, yeah. Chef. But I know that with um, A&TM, they would do model scoutings and stuff. And I know like Tyra, for example, another guy that didn't make it super far on I think the cycle after Corey's cycle, or maybe two after, um, this guy named Mike, I believe, he was just working at a hot dog food truck or whatever, <laughs> like something very simple. And Tyra found him was like, you need to be on top model. Like, That's I want to scout you. Incredible. So Whereas, I don't know. I wonder if that happens as much anymore. I mean, like in the, in the beginning stages, the beginning days, I should say the early days of reality TV, it's like a lot of these producers and, you know, scouts and stuff like that. I think just because it wasn't, um, they weren't, it wasn't as prevalent or out there and there wasn't as mm-hmm. much social, social media. So they had to go and find people more. Yeah. Yeah. Now, director of faces, right. That's what they call like new faces right. or now I feel like, holy crap. I feel like that the competition must be so much more fierce. I feel like that doesn't maybe happen as often. I was curious to ask that, you know, but I definitely can tell you that, you know, in the eyes of Instagram and TikTok and social media, and even when top model and this conversation folks, is not all going to be about ANTM because it's not, but the relevance to that is, you know, I know Tyra found another model um, by Instagram, you know, Tyra put up like an Mm. Instagram challenge, you know, and it was like, you know, smize your eyes or love your smize or something. I don't know what, or like a red lipstick challenge and found someone that came on the show and wasn't on the show very long, but so social media and finding faces is so maybe so saturated, but if you really want to look for somebody, you can find someone like that if you want and send a direct message. And all of a sudden it's like, you're walking the runway the next day. Oh my God. just reminded me there's a documentary I watched about and I don't even I'm not even a fan of Journey the band really sorry Mm. don't shoot me Mm. I'm not like don't stop believing like I'd rather like don't ever hear that song again like (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry fans but but there was this incredible documentary and probably like two seconds before he pops on um where the they were looking for a new lead singer for the band they looked um on YouTube and they just, they found this guy from, oh my God, was he from, 
Oh gosh, Taiwan, oh, oh, Thailand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something, and he just had the most incredible. But I just mean like he had a few YouTube videos out there, and that's how they found him again through, right. you know, he he was I guess, and it was just like he it was in a cover band. He was in a Journey cover band actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, a cover band. Okay. He was in a Journey cover band, and amongst like other, they would do other covers and stuff like that as well. But this guy was found through his YouTube channel and incredible singer like unreal and the like i said not a huge journey fan but that i think the documentary is called don't stop believing go figure but it is it's actually quite inspiring it's a great great documentary that's really really cool even if you don't like the band like i've said about fifty thousand times even if you don't like the band you'll still enjoy the documentary Well said. I mean, definitely check it out. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, again, discovery of people is so fascinating because you could be spotted by someone in public and all of a sudden it's like you're on the next plane to wherever they want to take you, you know, like a stage or a casting call or an interview of some sort. And at length, you know, you and me and our guests have talked about all the different angles of media and entertainment and mm-hmm. um, visibility, like recognition and being aware of what you are doing and how to get to where you would wish to be. And how I find interesting, like there are some people that mm-hmm. don't even think about it. And sometimes those are the people that it happens to the most or the people that you don't even think that it would even happen. That just talks to like, you know, for example, this is totally kind of off tangent but you think about like oh, oh i'm totally done dating like i'm done mm. i'm so over it and then as soon as you are just like fuck this all of a sudden like someone comes into your life and you're like oh okay uh-huh. um sure like i wasn't looking anymore or like yeah. anyway that was me with i mean i'm no Corey's gonna pop on any moment but that's what happened with me when i thought about stopping teaching yoga and then i got referred into another job that i ended up working at until COVID happened and i was full-time you know and that might have not been the case had that not happened i would have probably retired sooner so it's just fascinating how you never know what's around the corner you never know what's behind i mean very thematic behind that zoom meeting who might pop up and ambush you and say hello like you just don't have any idea (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I was just looking to make sure I'm like, did Corey message? I just want to make sure he got the link. Yeah, he got the link. Um, good. Yeah, okay, Tim, awesome. Like, I'll be right there. I'm super excited. So. Um, yeah, actually, I'm not going to tell the story of how I met my husband, but it's long. <laughs> okay. And that, that's, a, that's, that's good for another episode. Yes, it is. Okay. Because Corey's coming on in any second. So I will save that information. Yes. <laughs> I'll perfect. save that story. Remind me to tell that story. And I don't know okay. what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing this. Hi, Corey. Hi. How are you? Very good. good. How are you, love? I'm well. Happy to be here. Happy to meet you, finally. What's up? Happy to meet you, too. And actually in the, I guess, the digital flesh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of real wild. as it gets these days, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. My. How are you doing? I'm good. Everything's good. We're having a chill day. We're having a chill Valentine's Day at the homestead. Oh, that's so sweet. It's nice to meet you. I'm Rachel. Good to meet you, Rachel. Very nice to meet you. And so you're in New York City. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So is it um, as cold as it? I think it's funny because people are like, oh, in Canada, it's so cold in Canada. But like, come on, you know what? There's states, there's places in the US that get just as cold as here. So what is it like there? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's pretty cold. I don't have anything to go off of in terms of comparison because I've never been to Canada. Yes. Um, I really mm-hmm. want to visit. Like I have mm-hmm. a, somewhat of a maybe an opportunity to perhaps get up there for Vancouver Fashion Week, but I don't know. <laughs> I was just gonna say come to Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love I love uh there's this organization called Global Fashion Collective, and the guy who yeah. runs it, uh, Jamal, he is like super cool. And I just went and supported his New York Fashion Week show. We were talking yes. and he's like, Yeah, we're gonna do Canada come like the first week in April. So Oh my god. I would love, I would love to come see. But it's it's cold. It's cold here. It's wow. not really that. It's not. It's it's colder in New York than it is in Vancouver. Is it for sure? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, then I'll but be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, it's definitely like, my my family in Manhattan. Like my aunt and uncle live at like Fifth and Tenth, like Greenwich er, Greenwich Village area. So like yeah. in New York, it's definitely not as cold there as it is here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It depends. Well, it depends. Canada's depends. big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on where you are. Okay. Yeah. 50 yeah. states versus 13 territories and provinces. So a little bit bigger in each area, you know. That's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, true. This is a geography lesson now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, congratulations on your promise ring because I know. I it's know so that cute. was official on that. Insta. So look at that, look at oh, that gorgeous band. My God. It's like 17 black diamonds. <gasps> embedded oh into this like God. super thin yeah it's super cool i love beautiful. it beautiful fabulous it like matches so my whole aesthetic and vibe too so i feel like i will never take it off i mean obviously until the next <laughs> ring <laughs> <laughs> or just stack the motherfuckers and put yes. them like, i got the promise and i got the actual commitment yeah. there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh cool. my gosh so what we did before you popped on, um, and I know you didn't hear what we were talking about, about you, but we did do a little, a little, a little, I can't talk right now. This is very awkward for me to do different for me to do midday. Cause I have a day job. So I'm like looking at marketing spreadsheets and I'm like, Oh, wait a second. There's a human being. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are we um, in a different time zone as well or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're three hours okay. earlier. So it's yep. so the here. sun is setting here and the lighting will change dramatically. And I have this ring light yeah. posted up cause I'm like, Oh no, like when that happened. <laughs> no problem. That's yeah. oh, you're, good. you're so sweet. So we did like a we did a little intro, just talked about you a little bit. Um, but I know you have no idea what we said. They were all good things. Um, all good things. but we always like to have our guests kind of do their own little intro, just kind of how how would you introduce yourself um right off the bat to people? Oh well, I would <laughs> I would say, um, first and foremost, hello. Yes, my name is Corey Wade. uh, And I don't have a preferred gender pronoun. I am just like a fiercely non-binary activist, model, educator, musician. um, Most well-known, I would say, for being on America's Next Top Model. But uh, now I I kind of like, I, I model here and there when the opportunities come up come upon me uh but i'm getting a little bit old for for that like i'm offer only i'm what they call offer only um oh it's the oh lovely (laughs) i don't know well i don't know i'm trying to like shift my um career trajectory and focus more on education and activism i go around to different colleges and universities in the midwest giving talks on inclusive queer inclusive sex education like um new emerging vocabulary in the lgbtqpia plus uh, vernacular um just talks about like effective allyship uh practical empathy human understanding 
queer visibility in the media, things like that. Yeah. Which is amazing because it's something that even though I might identify as cisgendered and kind of, I would say I'm like a healthy balance of masculine and feminine energy, yin and yang, I definitely have always identified with someone, of course, taking it back to when I was exposed to you and who you were and how you showed up in the time that you were on you know, TV, that was someone I looked at. And I know you probably have gotten a lot of kids and youth talking about this, you know, that yeah. person represents the energy that I've had that I didn't know where I could put that or belong, let alone living in a very liberal Vancouver community, but it was like, I don't know where I belong. Like, and there's someone that's thriving and being authentically unapologetically who they are and allowing themselves to be heard, seen and accepted despite whatever threshold might be against it. And you're like, fuck that. I'm doing me and that's all that I can do and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's really inspiring, you know? So good for you for taking that activism and putting it into environments where you can affect the next generations that are going to continue to bring that equality, that diversity, that inclusivity, the the justice of that. I'm so fascinated by that. So Thank you. And you know what? They are. They are bringing the fire that I love Gen Z so much. Like I love watching everything that they do. And I always say like to all of those people who say, Oh, Gen Z is doing too much. Like y'all are like, you know, you complain too much about all these things. It's like, no, like calm down, like really let them kind of express and do like what it is they're doing because it's going to change the world. It already is changing the world. Like they know uh, the change that they want to see and they are actually stepping into it and like being the change yes i love it yeah. yes gandhi work it <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know thank you for that i really appreciate it well because well because when you were on um america's next top model and all that kind of came about i mean you were you were like here said unapologetically yourself during a time where it still wasn't fully accepted necessarily in you know mainstream media necessarily so you know now like there's there and it wasn't even that that long ago but it was long ago enough that there is this like there's a big difference between then and now and even I mean and I'm I know I'm older than you so even when I was you know younger like there have been a lot of changes but I don't know if this is true and tell me about this in the past just maybe couple of years only I feel like there have been like there's been like a rapid movement and a rapid change do you feel that's true or am I just seeing am I I like I feel it and it's exciting I want to speak to like what you said initially first you said that uh it wasn't fully accepted back then and we're talking like almost 10 years ago I think it was like nine years ago that I was on top model yeah 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 um and I would say that it wasn't fully accepted because it wasn't fully understood we didn't even have the language to talk about these things like the term non-binary did not exist gender fluid we were like flirting with that terminology um and so i had to kind of convey like where i stood not only in the competition but in life as a human outside of the fashion industry just walking about my day without any words so the change that you're talking about i think is a result of us now having the tools the just crucial, the vital tools that we need to effectively communicate with one another in order for us to like share our experiences articulately, it is so important. Um, And so that is where, and that is how we bridge the gap. Uh, And that's how we, you know, so we just need to continue to like communicate with one another. Now we have the tools to do so. It's just going to be a matter of when and if people are willing to accept this new emerging vocabulary into their own vernacular, into their own speech 
You are you know? speaking to my heart and so many people's hearts. And totally. Yeah. Rachel, you were no, no, there's just, no, there's just one thing. It's interesting. I just heard a quote and I'm going to butcher it and I can't even remember where I heard it from. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Brene Brown. I was listening to Brene Brown on a podcast recently and she was talking about like how vocabulary, your, your world, your world can only really be as broad as your vocabulary. Yeah. Like words are so important and like, it's everything. Exactly. And so, but it's true. Like your, your understanding, your world, your perception, your, your, um, uh, I guess the possibilities that are out there, everything. Yeah, exactly. You you can exist. Like I, I, I'm somebody who like for a long time, I think ever since I was 17, when I started delving into like spirituality, like reading like self-help texts and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I understood myself as like, of being like just outside of the physical realm, but I'm just like existing in this body and it's like of the moment and it's whatever. However, like if I don't have the words to share that with another person, then all it is, is it's just for me. You know what I mean? It's just like this like awesome life I'm living like inward, but like, how do I, how do we bring that out? I think like self-help books are actually really important. Like the way people have been able to put these this ideology into words it's just like so like um i'm talking about like the deepak chopras of the world like totally yeah um neil donald walsh uh who's the one who wrote um the four agreements uh michael ruiz like these are just like i think important voices in our in our culture like (laughs) we need to listen to the people who are able to articulate like that kind of ideology I completely agree with you on that. And again, in terms of what you're doing in your current present day, uh, you know, take us a little bit through like a week in your life, which could be different every week. But in terms of the things you spoke about that you're inspired by that are passionate to you, what does a week look like in your life right now? Um, And also not necessarily from who you might have been known as, but like if we pull the mask off of who people might perceive Corey to be, which is still who you are, what's an everyday uh, everyday week like for you? Uh, well, I think I am just, I'm really like coming to a place of just like, like just being happy at home with my boyfriend and like building that life that like I've been wanting for so long. Like I am kind of like, like I'm doing all of these things and like, obviously I'll always be an artist. It's just, it's what keeps me going and what keeps me like interested in life. But like, I am very happy uh just like being like kind of like I don't know like being a boyfriend who will one day be a husband and uh, one day be like a dog owner and a home owner and like (laughs) building that kind of like fairy tale fantasy uh for myself that I've wanted for so long um you know as a kid like I used to play with Barbies and like I had the Barbie dream house and I used to pretend like I love it I used to yeah like simulate all of these domestic uh scenarios that when I, you know, discovered that I was like a queer person in the world, I started to feel like I would never have, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what's what's really exciting um, through this stage in my life and being that it is Valentine's Day and all of that is that I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of moving into a place where like, no, like I'm realizing no, like I can have the life that I always wanted. Like I can do it. Like it doesn't have to always be a fight. Like, of course, like there are important things that like I want to get out into the world to make it easier for people who are coming after me. Yeah. But I think I've done that, you know, I think, I think I've done that and I'm proud of what I've done. So now I'm, I'm just kind of doing what I can. I'm making sure uh, to 
I don't know, to continue to pay attention to those Gen Zers and to learn from them. And I'm getting my life and I'm getting my, my coin too. So a day, you said, you said a week in the life of Corey. Like I'm, I'm about my money. Like I, I work hard. I, I'm still working in the fashion industry when I can, but I'm also singing every weekend with this yes. awesome, like it's like a high-end luxury cover band. Um, I've Ooh. always done music. So this is just something that like pays the bills for me. You know, people think like a lot of people, when I say, oh, I do music, people think like, oh, so like you are an aspiring musician and like you want to be a musician. It's like, you're trying to reach this level of whatever. I'm like, no, I'm trying to tell you, like I live off of music. I genuinely get a paycheck every week from music. You know, I'll sing it like luxury, like, you know, those fancy weddings and like, yeah, um, yeah. like corporate parties and things like that. It sounds corny, but yes. it, I get a lot of like just dumb joy from it, yes. you know? So I'm a human jukebox on the weekends. I am an educator during the week and I travel for that. And sometimes I just do virtual engagements and I make money mm-hmm. that way, just like teaching. And then I'm just booed up. I'm just like cuddled up on the couch playing video games <laughs> with my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh my God. There are so many, so many questions. I have things I wanted to ask. And then, okay. First of all, I feel like you, you are such a sweetheart. You, I feel like you, um, you, you enjoy those cheesy, you call them cheesy gigs or things like that, but that's probably because like you really feed off of people and humans. I like making, yeah. I like making people happy. Yeah. are you, I'm just putting words in your mouth, but are you an empath too? Oh my are you God. Bit, yeah. I, got- <laughs> I love that you can pick up on that. Oh, like, I'm totally, not kidding. Yeah. Okay. I, so you really want to, you really want to know about like a week <laughs> in my life. Yes, queen. That we want to know everything. Yes. The glasses are off. Honey, like I'm an empath. I don't want to say to a fault because it is a superpower. Yes. You know, yes. but it, it is, uh, thing that I've had to learn how to um, get control over. It's like that superpower that like at first you just don't know like what the hell is going on. And I used mm-hmm. to have fainting spells when it first started to emerge in me. Um, I The first time I ever fainted like from a, a true anxiety attack where I was feeding off of the energy of people in a room was on a photo shoot. I was doing like an e-com shoot for uh, a designer called uh, Hiromi Asai, Japanese designer, beautiful. Huh. Wow. And I, I fainted right on set, like fell down kerplop in the middle of wow. shooting. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, they were, they were just like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? Are you okay? But I was really, what was going on was I was picking up like the energetic stress of everyone in the room because they weren't happy with the images and like me being the model and like da 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 and all these things. We ended up, we ended up like finding our group and like everything was beautiful. Like it truly was like awesome. But in that moment of like uncertainty, I felt this like craziness, like this, uh, I don't know. Do either of you struggle with anxiety? Well, yeah, this is okay. our entire show. Okay. We're, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, fu- I'm like fucked in the loving head with anxiety. Like me and Rachel live oh. with different anxieties. We're, we're, laughing, we're, we're laughing because because literally that is a huge component of our show. We really, yes. we really do um, believe in continuing to pull that stigma away and off of mental health. And even though yeah. it, is, it is still happening, like there is still, or sorry, the stigma is being released from mental health slowly, but there still is yeah. a lot of guilt and shame and weird shit that people feel. And anyway, it's, it's a huge, yes, please continue. Yes, we do. 
Absolutely. I'm so glad you do because this is another one of those things. Listen, when we were talking earlier about having the words to be able to share with one another about this, it, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, it's true that like it is becoming a topic of discussion, but we still don't have the words. I cannot no. explain this phenomenon. It is, and I'll do my best to explain it. It's as if this like energetic entity is overtaking me, but on a physical level and people mm -hmm. will say, well, it's in your head. Like you can like shut it down. That's a part of it. But once it's in you, this energy, this energy is real. It yeah. is, it was so, oh my gosh. And I've, I've, the, the photo shoot wasn't the only time, like mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit, which was soon after that instance, I couldn't even ride the subway. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't even stand up straight because mm -hmm. the fear and anxiety I was feeling from others in that moment. And that's what, this is what I learned later through reading mm -hmm. another one of my self-help books. <laughs> and this was, this was, um, gosh, what was her name? It's like the power of being an empath. It's some cheesy, oh, I'm looking at it right now. That's a familiar. Can I grab it right now? Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Yes, of course. Wait, yes, like, yes, like, of course. <laughs> Boy. Um, as an oh, it's Judith Orloff. She's okay. an MD. Yeah, my okay. mother got this for me. Um, and it has really, it's really helped me kind of like manage my uh, empathetic tendencies in high stakes situations or like yeah. just, yeah. you know high intensity yes. situation yes. um i don't know so now i so like there's one thing that she says and I'll, i want i want if there's one thing i can impart in this because i'm definitely not a wise person when it comes to this stuff i'm still trying to figure it out but like one bit of wisdom I got from this is like, yeah right well, you can think <laughs> of it as like um like your thoughts like your thoughts that actually will or or even the energy that you're <laughs> absorbing at the time as a cloud that's like drifting by in the sky and you don't have to grab onto each one like you can kind of like let those emotions and feelings and thoughts yeah. continue about and like just keep going like they're there cool but like they have a cycle that they need to just kind of like go through and you don't need to grab on and latch on and make that your whole you yes yes that's so what helped me so what's amazing for you to say that and to relate with your experiences. So yes, our podcast is very based off of the conversations that myself and Rachel as best friends have had over the last seven or eight years. But more importantly, though, like for my own experience, I live with chronic and in some ways high functioning, but also partially debilitating anxiety and neurodiversity or I'm neurodivergent. That's technically the term that you would put under it where it's not autism, it's not Asperger's, which technically is not a term you should be using anymore, but it is, um, it's nonverbal learning disability. So how I, and I'm also a hypersensitive person too, like labels, mm -hmm. forget the label, but that's just the fact. So growing up, I was always like a porous. I look at myself mm -hmm. like a sea anemone or like a, a sponge. I would always pick up everything around me. And even if someone gave me like a look or if I would walk by someone that had a too much of a dominant energy, I would start crying. I would feel like I can't handle it. Um, and I had to learn through a lot of adult psychotherapy, pediatric physiotherapy, many different things that I didn't have given to me. I almost all the time in my daily life have to self-regulate just to mm -hmm. show up in society in the way that you just related to being on the subway during the beginning mm -hmm. of the pandemic. And also I'll speak just this part about me and Rachel. We're also grandchildren of Holocaust survivors and we're both Jewish. So we also have all these other elements of that. <laughs> yeah. And then in my sense, Very also, 
sexuality and gender and um, nonconformity. So there's so many things that I have been dealt with that I've had to use and be a victor of. And to add on to your point about the observation of mindfulness of current thoughts, emotions, and judgments, I speak a similar language because I also went through dialectic behavior therapy, which is mindfulness-based. So a lot of those same skills and techniques are in that. So the sure, fact that yeah. there's, and I'm also a gamer, just to throw that out there too. Like, <laughs> okay, on. love. So like, love. It's like, I was like, this is like, you know, my, my other also, person from- That's psychotherapy person. for me. That's yeah. psychotherapy for me because I'm an escapist. I'm like, um, bye world. I'm just yeah. And it, me it too. Me right in the cut of something else. But oh that, my God, the way that you just spoke about all of that was just so beautiful and so powerful. Oh. Like I'm over here like getting goosebumps because that is, I think what we need more of people just being able to share this. Cause I'm telling mm-hmm. you, there are so many people who are right where you are, both of you, mm-hmm. but don't have the tools and maybe have never heard anyone else lay it down that way. Totally. You know, and, it's, it's thank big. you. And yeah. the vocabulary it means so again. much. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, I say this as well, like, we're just people, you know, like, whatever we sure. do, whatever we've been accomplished, we're sure, like, you know, not fuck that, but like, that's part of it. It's not who we are. And if you take all the stripping away, but the core of our humanity, the core of who we are as humans is what this is between the three of us and between mm-hmm. what you and me exchanged. So this is what I love yeah. is the fact that first and foremost, I just want to, before I forget the fact when we started the podcast, I'm like, who would I love to talk to and connect with on a personal level? You were one of the five people that came up in my head and I was like I am going to get connected with Corey one day I don't know how I don't know if he'll see my message I don't know if he'll see an email but I need to connect with this human because (laughs) I know they would be like quote unquote we'd be besties I can just tell oh that's so amazing Like I you are such an inspiration to me you are such an inspiration to me I'm like I'm fan okay he's verklempt he's verklempt because yeah. I'm like I'm really like really because oh my gosh not only was it yes. nine years ago but I'm just like thank you but like I'm like a reality tv like random just like a one but thank you and I've heard other people say this to me <laughs> like that at that first that they uh, feel the exact sentence that you said it, it was like I feel like we could be besties and I'm like over the moon every time I hear that and it's always true Aww. like what, the people yeah. who say that yeah you know what I mean because yeah. you wouldn't say that if you didn't know like you, you Fuck no. No. no 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 we're that's not really yeah. no it's, it's really. from the heart it's from the heart and I also want to say because I know she'll appreciate this I said to my best friend from high school who it's was like what me oh no no I, I didn't no. go to high school with you no no I only have one <laughs> two friends from before high school and this one Rasheen Reimer and she will probably you're like oh my god I can't believe she's he's mentioning my name she lives in New Zealand now but we went to high school and she and me the two of us every week would watch the show and she was like oh my god is Corey out okay good I'm watching it is he out fuck this I'm not watching the show anymore like that's, oh yeah that was our yeah. kind of like fan right so like she is when I told her I was chatting with you she's like what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was this a deep, like, I feel like a, um, like a sincerity, like kind of like uh, woven into the email that you spun yeah. out that, or I think it was a DM. So I like, I, I was like, oh, like, and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. They are like really on it. And Aww. I appreciate that. Um, I Thank also you so like, much. I, um, Thank you. well, yeah. I mean, like, I also understand like what it means to st- like to run like a podcast like this. Cause I've tried it before. It's a lot of work and, yeah. and you have to be like, <laughs> You can stay up on it. You have to really want to do it. I, yeah. I didn't. I was like, okay, bye. Like, it's great. So I was like, well, you know what? If I can, like, 
do like I don't know get my voice out on platforms like this with other people who actually <laughs> have what it takes to yeah. keep on with it then yeah. I will yeah so, you're like I want to be on top but that podcast no I'm good thank you <laughs> yeah I was like I just don't I don't know it was weird I think I was trying to do too much with it Ooh, we can have a podcast about podcasting <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god I would love that no. you let yeah. us know when honestly it was like the, well, I, the only reason I say that is because the reason I didn't I, I didn't want to like keep on like trying to think of new topics and like stay up on all, oh, all of that. Yeah. Like I just yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I could just like get a Twitch and like, just talk like, and, and that's what I've done. Cause I'm just like, whatever. Like it's almost like come to my living room, like hang out with me. So mm-hmm. I have a Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw that you had that. And at Sushi Cat, Corey, better follow that individual, please. And yeah. But can you oh, tell us more new. about We're still that? Figuring it out. But of yes, course. But can you can you speak to more of that with us? Because as a fellow gamer, and I've seen yes. some little things here and there, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do that. Kick that damn chicken. Yes, Chun Li, work that damn you know uppercut. Whatever. You know. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Are you still here. drinking your caffeine? No, first of okay, all, it was, it was chocolate, and everything <laughs> that was herbal. Just making sure. You. Because we are literally like opposites right now. Like normally, I because I've been drinking tea all day, and you are like completely out of your mind no, <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay sorry yeah there was i mean do we want to get off the mental health topic completely i mean we don't have to be Ooh. come back to it but i just there was something yeah, else it's it, it that's also like that's like an umbrella term that's like it, an umbrella topic you can, mental health topic, I also, you can come back is. and see yeah I think I just, I think I was just curious because you were talking about being on the subway and all that stuff that happened at the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, and also what really rang true for me is to do with physical symptoms that you feel that are probably not probably, we know they're in in correlation with thoughts that you're thinking, but the physical, the physical symptoms show up. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're actually in connection with the thoughts that just don't stop in your head. But then I don't know if you do this, but I do this is those physical symptoms that are anxiety because they are so real. I start to think there's something other than anxiety. And then I get into a tailspin about that. So, I mean, yo. (laughs) Yeah. So how, how have you been doing in the past couple of years with, with that experience you had in the subway and then has it dissipated? Have you been able to work with it? I mean, mean, these days (laughs) everything is COVID, right? The second you get, like uh, an ounce of anything you know, know. Anxiety, anxiety affects your breathing <laughs> everything neurologically <laughs> yes. biologically so, physiologically yes. yes yeah so i can relate to what you're talking about because i and, and i've spiraled um yeah my thoughts have gone like on just like like down the rabbit hole yeah. in those moments where i was on the subway because my breathing is the first thing that um that i start to notice yeah. like like changing um when uh anxiety attack is coming on so boys immediately think COVID and then I'm trying to think oh there's oh okay so when you talked about like physical sensations connected to like the trigger even or the onset of an anxiety attack like mm-hmm. I I uh, had another one during the pandemic when I sat in the barber chair for the first time after like we been our hair home mm. you know however long yes <laughs> and uh yeah and what, what happened to me then is like every time the okay so like i remember it was just one once the the buzzer was like on my i was getting a high fade just like this one you know? <laughs> oh and gorgeous the radio was like oh 
the radio was like behind me was like oh so and so just got covid and like some celebrity or whatever oh my gosh and i like i don't know so for whatever reason okay so i, I had a panic attack then like i was like in the sweats in the freaking chair yeah yep. i actually i actually fainted for like a whole five seconds then i don't think the guy noticed like he just kept going um wow. and then I was like sweating he was like it's really hot outside because I was like in a full on sweat yeah. Like, yeah just like one of those days but no and then every time after that even if I wasn't thinking about it as soon as the buzzer would hit my head I would be struggling with the same thing and then I'd have to start doing those exercises to yes. get myself out of it. isn't yes. that crazy well, it's not cra- no, it's no, it, no, it's, it's not, not crazy. crazy. No, I mean, like, it's not crazy. <laughs> but it's your I mean, experience. Like, it's so. not, yeah. yeah. You're talking to I two very mean, like, highly anxious people, so. Yeah. I just mean, like, aren't we so, aren't we so complex? Like, the way that things trigger us yeah. and, like, what, I don't know, everything that's going yeah. on with us. I think, yeah. right, so, yeah. well, right now, too, it's just, like, how do we, how do we move forward? And that's, I think, been a really, very difficult, you know, thing to do. So, how, how have you been able to move forward or have, how, what's, what is the state of New York right now? Cause I don't even, I haven't been paying attention. Oh. Yeah, well, point. New York, I mean, everyone's trying to pretend as if we're like totally back to normal from my vantage point. I mean, I just okay. walked in fashion week like, yesterday. Yeah. Like, we're, we're all just, yeah. We're all just like, tra la 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 la. Like it's fine. Um, people are doing their due diligence and doing the best that they can. Like I know um, every place I've been uh, has mm-hmm made sure that like I have a my vaccination card on hand and like that I'm wearing my mask so like we're taking those precautions but as we know those only go so far um I think people are just anxious to get back to some sense of normalcy and so we're pushing along and the new thing now is that this is sure to become an endemic something that we will forever live with and we'll just have to manage um uh, in some way as sad as it is that statement alone like the fact that this is what it is and this is life that kind of it's like my anxiety kind of subsided over that it's just over the fact that like I had to make peace because there have been other traumatic things in my life that I've had to make peace with so I kind of it becomes kind of similar it's like interesting you know it's like not getting a job that I worked really hard for or like yeah like after like a series of castings and then get that no it's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you just going to give up? Like, no, the world keeps turning. You have to keep going. And I think yep. just having that in the back of your mind, um, I mean, it doesn't really stabilize your mental health, <laughs> but uh, that along with some other self-care tactics, like uh, self-help books, like yep. reading, playing video games, really pulling yourself out of it. You know, yeah. if you find you, oh, something, yeah. you can find something. Yeah, I think if you can find something, that is truly that you truly love that can take your thoughts off of it for a moment like that that's a really good thing for me art making music making you know i think it's because your anxiety probably subsided because you got an answer and anxiety needs answers it needs like you know um i mean usually it needs control and it needs like a definitive usually or like those kinds of things but i think because that kind of happened to me too so i do understand that um, kind of like closure it's like yeah, after yeah, the bad, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. after a bad breakup like yes. you yeah. feel like shit about it until you finally get have that closure with that person um yes. but i don't know it's not like it fully subsides like it's i'm always going to have to sort that out yeah this light is changing i'm going to get my <laughs> yes <ring. laughs> absolutely we are super candid so we are all here for it Okay. I cool. love. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. my, your this place is, is so cozy. Gorgeous. I love your kitchen too. Thanks. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, this is my first ever condo. So nice. Wow, nice. Yeah. That is fantastic. So as you're setting up your ring light, uh, first and foremost, I just want to commend you um, in a very dis- equal way. Like, thank you for being so sincere and genuine and transparent and sharing your light with us and for sharing about your experiences, especially with mental health. One thing I'm really curious to dive into, if you're willing to be comfortable sharing it, you mentioned some traumas. And in addition to that, um, of course, we've read a little bit about kind of where you grew up and you have a, have a positive relationship with your family and your parents. But I'm curious to know more about kind of like if you took us back on a journey kind of through your early days and kind of how you got to now um I I would love for you to share in just a very candid way just whatever you'd like to share about and how you got to where you are today uh absolutely so I mean like my first passionate pursuit was uh theater like I thought I was going to be a Broadway actor um and one of the things that I was criticized on early in that pursuit was my natural like feminine tendencies. Like I was told like, I would never play a leading male and I was too tall to be in the ensemble either. So it oh. was just kind of like a sad, like, you know, real realization like, oh, you'll never get to do that. And modeling kind of came about because I, I thought like if nobody could hear my voice, cause that's what I was criticized mm-hmm. on a lot. Like the way my voice sounds. Um, if no one could hear my voice, then I could pass in that industry. And, um, okay. and I was right. Like people started taking me a little bit seriously, but when I got top model, people heard my voice. It's one of those rare scenarios mm-hmm. where you, you get to hear the model's voice thoughts, yeah. you know? see their mannerisms just outside of the the profession or just the photo that you saw and uh yes that's when i started to receive criticism i mean for the world to see (laughs) about my (laughs) feminine tendencies like hardcore uh you know thankfully i think all of everything that happened uh career-wise before then and getting bullied in middle school and high school is the only time you'll ever hear me thanking like the universe for those experiences is that Mm. when I was on TV, I feel like I exemplified strength in those moments. And that's what a lot of queer people around the world who saw me resonated with. So I I look back at everything that happened prior and I'm just like, bless, like, thank you. Like, cause if I, oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. No, just kidding. No, because <laughs> if that hadn't happened, then I, I don't think I would have been strong enough to like actually, I don't know, hack it now or make it through the TV show right. um, mm-hmm. through that experience. Um, I think that, and then, okay. So then you asked me, so how did all of that like take me to where I am now? Um, the struggles didn't stop. Like mm. after reality TV becomes reality. And I was getting rejected for the same things because everything that people, you know, uh, potential uh, clients were judging me on was like based off of what they saw on that show. It was like an immortalization of me. Um, But I knew that wasn't all I could do. So that was kind of frustrating. And and really, it was like a really, really, I don't know. It was just like a hard time breaking out of that box. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought, wow, the only way I'm ever going to 
deal with this. Like, because it was constant, like constantly being told like, oh, you, you're just not going to succeed in this. And I had already like, I wasn't going to do anything else. Like I, I couldn't get another job. Like I was like an artist. I was like on that path. I just said to myself, well, damn, I'll just speak about it. I'll just like find a way to like mm-hmm. make that the thing, you know, educating on what's wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And um, I found an amazing, you know, at, this, at the time that all that was going down, I, uh, I found the Fluid Project, which is one of the world's first ever genderless clothing and retail uh, shopping experiences. Um, they opened yeah. up a storefront right on Broadway and Great Jones in Manhattan, which was like great for visibility at the time because you have like open windows and like, wow. you know, gender free fashion just out yes. on display. Yes. Uh, I met the CEO, I modeled for them in their first campaign. And then I got to work with them and I got to, oh, I also linked up with a nonprofit that was teaching queer inclusive sex ed in, uh, for grades five through seven in uh, wow. in like elementary school and middle school around New York. So I'm teaching kids about like puberty, safe sex, like uh, all these things. Oh, gender, sexuality. But it was like a queer inclusive sex ed course, right? Um, And uh, that I did that for three years. And now I'm, and that was what got me to doing the college talks. And now with the Fluid Project, we're educating other brands and businesses on how to talk to their queer employees. Um, I don't know. I just... I just feel like it was just like a cause and effect situation for me. Like I saw where I was falling short. I wasn't okay with it. And I said to myself, well, what, what am I going to do? Like, I'm, I'm not somebody who just sits in my sadness when I get rejected. I don't do that for too long. Of course, like there's the initial blow and like, but then it's like, I have to, I have to turn that path. I have to turn it into something. I have to. Yeah. 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 You're proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to chime in on that specific part before we go into a different direction or on on the contingency. But I am a huge retail nerd. Like I, and Rachel knows this, I'm very fashion um, forward in a sense, but like I wanted to be in retail and then got into meet. We're both yoga teachers. So I got into teaching yoga, spin and Pilates full time and kind of the retail took a back seat. When COVID hit, I kind of had to retire just based on the industry's needs and what was opening. And I went back into retail. And so what I, as a queer individual and very about neutrality, I kind of like the idea of like neutralizing the binary, meaning like taking the barriers away from how people show up comfortably as a shopper, as employees in that store and how language, inclusive language about not stereotyping if you're male or female then you have to wear this or you can only shop on this side of the shop or if things are displayed in a certain way or uh, described a certain way like we can do so much more and that's where the industry should hopefully be heading so I love that you are on the forefront of that and you are very immersed with it because that fluid project is like we we need that we we need that point he literally talks about this all the time like not all the time, but a lot. We were just talking about a recent, like, yeah. So it's very cool. <laughs> I mean, you, like you and so many other people, like we, we, uh, I feel like we know, like, it's like th- those binary shopping experiences that are still like, they still like have a hold on things. I feel like they're only there for the folks who feel just like kind of afraid of it it's like for the basic average joe who just wants to feel comfortable going out and shopping for clothes i think shopping for clothes is just an anxiety inducing thing for a lot of people Mm -hmm. like regardless of gender so i think when you have those labels and this is just me trying to empathize as you know i always do yeah with 
with those people like who yeah. might not understand why we want a gender free shopping experience like to be the norm yeah. or to be commonplace yeah like they they it's just seeing oh i like i am a man and seeing oh there's the sign that says man and you know it just makes me feel like that's where i belong and i can go and i can identify but what these people are not able to take into account for probably like it's probably because of like a lack of empathy mm. on their part mm -hmm. is that it excludes another sect of humanity yes uh it excludes everyone who fits outside who fits beyond those boundaries and um and we're working on it you know yeah yeah education 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 and yeah um and sorry here if you want to keep going there's something else well no yeah. i was just gonna say continue but i just wanted to insert that mm. part because I, I was like mm. yes again like it's so comforting to chat with someone who's on that wavelength and at the forefront in a similar community and lifestyle and in a larger city in a epicenter of culture and a melting pot of culture art the fashion design and just being who you are meant to be like that is so important did Corey freeze oh you you froze for like it was beautiful i thought i don't think you're frozen anymore oh now you're no, back i'm not no i'm not and, it, 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 and then the sign like as you were speaking hero it was like your connection is unstable. Like this, this thing that flashed up, but I heard you. I heard you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just, you guys froze on my part, but I know it was my internet. Yeah. It's, totally. it's all good. It's all good. It was, it was a very spelt, like it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. Um, but I was curious, I kind of want to go back for a second to you had mentioned, and I don't want to put words in your mouth completely, but you think you said something like, cause now you're, you always thought that, the dream of being with a partner that you know you, you want to be with for a long time. And it's, well, you, oh, you call it a fairy tale. Like you said, yeah. that was always a fairy tale to you. And I almost feel like you almost thought perhaps that it, it would never come to fruition, maybe. Yeah. Is that it's, fair to say? So, it is. And also, is this only, I, I also feel like you're mentioning it was almost fairly recently, almost that you like, we're like, okay, no, this is going to come true. So what shifted? What shifted? Like how, how come? Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious uh, about that. Well, I mean, first of all, like we all, I think are fed a specific narrative in terms of what we can do in this life. And, yeah. and um, I think uh, when it comes to our relationships, we are, we're definitely like trained to think a certain way about what it has to be. Um, and yeah. the truth is it can be anything, you know, anything at all. But I think a lot of us feel the most comfort towards a specific type of relationship. And for, for me, it is that like monogamous relationship with another person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have the energy psychologically to expend on like more than one person. I don't want to share like certain things about myself with anybody, but just one, I don't have the time to worry about everything that is going on with any other person. So I know I work sure. best in a monogamous situation, but the, the truth is that like in queer culture, it's just harder to come by because yeah. we are already like, we're already unconventional by default, you know? Yeah. So that's like, you, you know, a lot of the time you hear it in the queer community, there's just a lot of like promiscuity. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I feel like a lot of that stems from just this, um, 
it's just this narrative that is perpetuated. Like we, a lot of us feel like we don't fit the this the the fairy tale of like yeah, a, a couple yeah. situation the white picket fence and the suburban household mm-hmm. right. I mean, there are a lot of countries that have legislation legislation passed that we can't even do that if we wanted to you know we, yeah. we could a, a lot yeah, of in a lot of places around the world we can't adopt children a lot of the places around the world we can't we can't get married you know and and we still have to think about it when we're walking down the street holding hands yes and, when we, and god forbid we kiss in public so all of that it builds up and it weighs on you and um yeah of course i had to i had to consider the fact the the thought that i might end up alone or forever on that search I don't, I knew I would never be somebody who just had like multiple partners. Cause I, I just, I know I emotionally can't handle that shit. <laughs> so uh, the shift for me was in meeting Trey was meeting yeah. a person just like me who, mm. well, you know, he happened to come from the Midwest, came from a place where it was even harder than it was for me. Um, yeah. But we could relate on a lot of things, I think, because of what I experienced on television and in my career pursuits. Uh, so that's where we would commiserate <laughs> on those things. And we just, you know, he's a nerd just like me. So we had a lot in common. I think it was just meeting yeah. him that Aww. made me realize, oh wait, I can have this. And it's true for everybody. There's just yeah. so many different types of people out in the world and we're so complex. Like there's no mm-hmm. end to what a human being can be. And mm-hmm. so there's no end to what we can experience. And all of this legislation and everything that we see in the media and on TV, it's just a one idea of what it can be it's not yes. absolute it's not the truth um yeah. so yeah I, I don't know i just and and this i i don't know i just feel like it finally is the thing that i yeah. always felt like I, I could never have because of mm. just everything else you know yeah and you yes. make a very good point though because you're beautiful. representing yeah it is beautiful Thank you're rep- you. you're representing <laughs> the ability to be someone who you are as you are and that you are showing that those stereotypes or those um, and some of those shadows of the queer community that I also stem from uh, and that I deal with every day, even being on a dating app and being like, everyone's in an open relationship. Everybody yeah. is not monogamous and or polyamorous and stuff. And regardless of what my views are on the latter, it doesn't really matter, but it's true. And not that it doesn't exist in our counterpart um, communities of heteronormative folks, but it is definitely such a part of rebelling or challenging the norm or not confiding to the lifestyles that we think about. But there's so many of us queer men that or queer male identifying folks that are looking for traditional relationships, even within a non heteronormative society. Right. And I think it's important to stand for that. I agree. I mean, even RuPaul said, and RuPaul like is in the ear of like so many queer people, young queer people Mm -hmm. uh, in an interview that like monogamy is a lie. And um, that, ah. I know, it's, it's, it's something, it's like in the culture of queerness now um, huh. to kind of like embrace polyamory in that way. And while I don't like, I'm not like, please don't think that I'm like poo-pooing it or like shunning no, it or no. think yeah, it's like immoral. Yeah. Like it's not, it's actually no. like your prerogative and like you, yeah. you deserve, you have one life, like, please, like you mm-hmm. need to do you. But, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm also like, there, there are a lot of gay people who like us don't have the emotional or mental capacity to like, to like divide themselves up like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's true that like you're, you're welcoming energy into your 
situation. Every, mm-hmm. every relationship mm-hmm. is, is like serious. It's not every, and, it, and every time you have sex is a, it's like a full on relationship. It really is. Yeah, it's whether an extended or not. And whether it lasted only one night or goes on, yeah. you know, a few nights or weeks after, or yeah. it goes on for the rest of your life. Like it, it genuinely is like, it's, and your energies are weaving. Yes. Like, yes. yes. You're, you're giving your something extraordinary together. Like, come yes. on. Yeah, completely. Yeah. That's so, it's so interesting because I think, um, well, cause Hero was just at my mom's place. Was it two nights, couple nights mm-hmm. ago? Mm-hmm. And my mom was talking about, cause I grew up with um, a gay uncle. And at the time when I'm growing up in like the eighties, when I grew up in the eighties, nineties, it's like, um, I just knew I had a gay uncle and they were, and he was with a, a man and they were my uncles. And that's all mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't really have to learn what that meant I just thought it was normal like it was mm-hmm. quote unquote yeah. normal like it was just that's just they're part of my family and I don't actually remember when I even used the term gay or queer or 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 like had that synonymous with them mm-hmm. my point is they have been together for 50 something years and that's that's the those are the role models I saw in that in the community which is interesting which is totally the opposite I think from what you're describing right what's going I mean, on now yeah yeah so yeah. it's yeah yeah so like at, but they only just recently got married in their oh. late, late 60s early 70s in I'll germany yeah mm-hmm. so it's, so yeah yeah but anyway it's, is a lesbian and she she didn't come out of the closet until like i think she was i think she was 60 when she came out and got they got married um they've been married for like 20 uh her and her wife have been married for like 20 years now so i think i think there was a hesitancy for some reason uh for people in like generations prior to us like to actually take the leap and do the whole marriage thing i mean i don't know every every story is absolutely every story yeah that's incredible like and i I did know that about your grandmother that's um yeah she's cool i talk i talk about her a lot i bet oh my gosh (laughs) oh i didn't even hear it (laughs) oh okay (laughs) that's amazing does she live in new york as well or no uh she's in pa oh it's like a town of course we we we, we wouldn't know us canadians it's all good yeah yeah it's okay okay. (laughs) so many abbreviations for states and countries (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh no. my gosh go ahead here so one thing i'm so I, I really am curious again it was such a while ago but we are we are curious and it, again i like the preferences not in a give us the details kind of like get us give us the inside scoop but i'm i'm we're really curious though about how you got into being in television and being on america's Exile model because we did read that you weren't into modeling or weren't much of a model prior to that, but you have had exposures to drag and self-expression through theater, through being in the eye. So can you kind of speak a little bit to that angle? Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, the top model thing, okay, so there's also like a part of this that I touched on and I'll just, I'll say it again, like shorter in a shorter way. Mm-hmm. There really was, because it's so true. Like there really was this, like, you can't, in my in my brain like you can't have a career in entertainment if they're gonna hear your voice right you just yeah, won't yeah. Yeah. i was criticized about my voice like every time i opened my mouth to speak it got to the point where i just didn't even want to you know what i mean like it was severe but your singing so, voice is amazing uh-huh. so it's like, could they not... yeah <laughs> like anyway but, but that's just yeah. the one thing that people would they would clock me as like a femme 
queer like okay. straight away right. um because i got that like valley girl little in my book i don't know what that is i don't know what it is <laughs> so i yeah when i got when i when i got america's like some model it was just like a cattle call just like any other like honestly i yeah, yeah. used to write auditions off i i would go to them so frequently that I would I would write them off after the day. I'd be like, oh, whatever. Let's not think about that. And let's just focus on the next audition. Mm-hmm. Because if I think about it, then I'm setting myself up for a potential disappointment. And if I get yes. the job, great, but like, whatever. So that uh, it was like a three, a three month period where after okay. this like one 12 hour day, I, you know, I waited in line for literally 12 hours to talk to producers for all of five minutes. I did that and um, oh. just went home went back to work i was working at a bar at the time and i got a phone call when i was home in a apartment of mine in philly just on the couch and it was like a producer they were like you're about to get a phone call but we need you to set up like another phone to film yourself because Uh it needs you need a reaction like we need Mm. we need a reaction and i was like this is what I was like, this is something, but I haven't, I was like, I couldn't tell you. I've auditioned, I'd auditioned for so many things. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. Okay. And um, I got my roommate to film, to film me. And, I, and then I got a call sure enough, three minutes later from a blocked number. And it was Tyra Banks herself. And I was like, Oh Lord, I love her. So we were just talking and yeah. She told, me, she told me I was doing it. <laughs> that was it. Whoa. Whoa. So crazy. you, so you get that phone call. She's on the other Jesus. line. That is actually really amazing that she would actually, again, she's the one calling, not some casting producer, blah, blah, blah. She's actually yeah. calling you. Yeah, it was a part of the show. I mean, they filmed her. Oh, right. Yeah. They filmed my right. reaction. Okay. So, right. And I'll okay. tell you this okay. too. Every interaction I've had with her, aside from like our DMs online, yeah. have been on camera. Like I only, mm. <laughs> you know, I've only ever yeah. seen you've seen me seeing her. <laughs> Oh right. God. Well, that's what I was curious about too, though, right? It's like we've had some alumni from Canada's Drag Race. Um, we've had some people from Hell's Kitchen, from Top Chef. So, what I'm also, again, like I've heard and I've also, without going into it, I did have my ear right up to when Jay Manuel would have his chats on Instagram and when COVID started and kind of unpacked some of those experiences and mm-hmm. Jay Alexander briefly on there, who I have met Jay Alexander really briefly, incredible human being. But my point yeah. being is, is that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, as you said, like a lot of it was unscripted, like what you got was what you got because of the environment you were around. But I was curious about your relationships with your fellow models or castmates and also with Tyra, which you kind of just said it was only on camera. But how yeah. much of that really, if you look back nine years ago, how much of that to this day do you find is still part of your life in your connections or your community um, in terms of what the show has done for you in, the, in oh, that sure. sense? Well, the relationship with Tyra is forever as, you know, brief as it is or whatever, like however few encounters I've had with her. Like if to me, they've all kind of like stuck with me because she changed my life forever. You know, yeah. I'm not one of those Antim contestants, as I'm sure you've heard of like from who, who will just completely bash her, you know, right. for yeah, yeah. whatever reason. Um, because for me, and I can't speak to everyone's experience. For me, it was just really positive you know even considering all the bullshit i endured like with the you know (laughs) with the critiques on my gender identity and whatever she she really you know i think she was kind of like in my corner and a supporter and i even asked her for a job recommendation uh like a few years after the antm experience and she wrote me a letter for like this 
PBS job or like she's awesome. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then one other, so like I got asked back to do hosting on Cycle 21. Which yeah, is that's like right. That's that right. was when I really got to like meet the producers like in, in, a, in, a, in a real way. You know, it yeah. wasn't like I was just like in a fishbowl. It was like I was a, a human to them. Yes. So yes. that was awesome. And Miss um, J Alexander was there. Oh my gosh, that was when I met that mm. divine entity. Mm. And, mm. you know, she was just an inspiration to me ever since I was like seven years old. Like, yeah. one of the yeah. first queer people I'd ever seen on TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And definitely a reason that uh, one of the reasons that Top Model was like a show that I kind of like loved early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was just an amazing thing, and we still have a relationship. I just saw Miss J two days ago. Yeah, um, I see Miss J more now out in the world. You know, especially yeah. when Fashion Week uh, Fashion Week comes around, she's one of the things I look forward to <laughs> when yeah. Fashion Week comes around because I know how it's here. And um, yeah, she's always yeah, just so that. warm and supportive. And the uh, the contestants, I don't stay in touch with very many of the contestants from my experience, like from my. Uh, time as a contestant, but yeah. uh, Nina is a good friend of mine. Still Aww, to this day. I love, love her. Yeah. yeah, she's great. She's the one that I tried to do that podcast with. Oh, <laughs> um, who knows? We might try. Yeah. I don't know. And then well, uh, <laughs> Renee. If you, any, yeah. if you have any, if you, well, I don't know how much advice we can give you, but if you ever want to just kind of shoot the shit and like yeah. have any questions, let us no, know. I will. Yes. I will. <laughs> if I, if I actually, if you're, try. yeah, <laughs> but actually that's a really good segue into kind of bringing us. Cause you mentioned fashion week again. And I know, I mean, we could talk to you forever, but I don't want to take up a, a, you know, way more of your time. We're already coming it's up okay. an hour, I mean, It is Valentine's Day. And the I can't believe it. Morning. Yes. And it's three hours <laughs> ahead. And it's three hours ahead. Okay. Yes. So basically, because um, you mentioned Fashion Week. Okay. So what what do you want to leave people with as we kind of close uh, this conversation? Is there anything cool coming up that we can look forward to um, supporting you with and in? Is there, you know, uh, any yes. little... <laughs> there's always yes. newness yes. And, and new things on the horizon there's always something exciting just around the corner so definitely just I don't know just stay up on my socials if you want to know whatever yes. that is I don't know what that is right now um, we'll, we'll put them on, on the, in the links in the show the show links thank it's all you. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah when I love I love how you said like what, what do you want to like leave behind like if there's one thing I really do want to impart and this goes for just everything I do mm-hmm. everything I do I think carries just an undertone of be yourself do it like with reckless mm-hmm. abandon don't give a what what anybody else has to mm-hmm. say about it love yourself mm-hmm. you know there's just it's a cheesy kind of thing to to you know keep in the back of your mind but I want to remind everyone that this really is our one life because it's just true. And I don't think we talk about it enough. You know, uh, so much of this is just like fleeting by and we waste so much of it in our dark thoughts, like in our negative thoughts about ourselves and the world and others. And it's a waste of energy and a waste of time. And it's just not serving you. So just live truly seize your moment, love yourself, love those around you, take care of each other. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, cons- even considering like all of the craziness going on in the world, I think that we, we can make it together if we, are kind to one another and kind to ourselves and you guys the two of you honestly like you're just so awesome and on point with your ideology and the way you see the world and what you're putting out into mm. it so just yeah. keep doing it keep doing it seriously i i really i'm so happy Thank i met you. you guys i didn't know really fully what i was getting into but I, i'm happy i'm happy <laughs> oh that. my god you it was. 
Oh, Thanks, I am. Um, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your vulnerability and sharing. And I know it sounds cheesy myself, but I would love to have you back if you had yeah. any interest and what had the availability. I think we could talk about so many other things in mm-hmm. uh, another time okay. with us. So it would be great. I would love to come back and I'll have a better uh, camera setup because my light. <laughs> it's all good. We're, well, I'm like not even in my regular place right now. I'm not even in my home. I'm in my cousin's house. So it's like, it's all good. We're like, it's all good. Like, no, no. I'm not real. Look no. <laughs> have an uh, awesome rest of your day and yes. night and with your boo. And um, yes, yes and we'll, we'll, Rachel will put all the stuff in the show links and the show notes and things like that whatever she does so that's her domain and we will um chat with you soon and uh we'll yeah, keep find another touch, time please. yeah we'll set up another yeah. time soon yes let's okay. do it all right nothing but love mwah, mwah, mwah. you too cory thank you so much stay fierce thank bye. you Corey. bye okay, bye